Merry Pitchmas, everyone, and welcome to our inaugural 12 Days of Pitchmas. I'm your Holly Jolly hostess, Paula, and I hate rom-coms. Unless they're TV Christmas movies, starting on Thanksgiving and lasting through New Year's, I try to watch every single TV Christmas rom-com I can get my eyes on. That's only 40 days to watch 2018's 79 new holiday films, so I have my toy tinkering and nutcracking motherfucking cut out for me. <laughs> hey, we've already gone there, huh? This is your old <laughs> drinking buddy, J-Dobbs, and I've got a problem. I'm a junkie for the narrative. Once you start telling me a story no matter how good how bad i think it's going to sound like i got to hear how it played out and i'm going to try and get there as fast as possible i'm going to try and jump over leaps and bounds and be like oh well but that's joey pants joey pants always turns on everybody let's just get to joey pants is <laughs> turning on turn on everybody so i need to know about how this story is going to end as much as i don't want to watch it so that's what this is about and our guest today whose lovely musical laugh you've been hearing already <laughs> is katie rife hi katie it's me i do have a beautiful musical it's laugh perfect <laughs> so katie why don't you tell us a little bit about what you write well i work for the av club i am a film reviewer for them and i do a little bit in the music uh and tv sections as well but primarily i'm a film critic so it's great it's i watch a lot of movies i was gonna say you've, you've seen a few movies i watch i watch a lot of movies i only watched 150 for for end of year consideration this year pretty oh, well, well. You're keeping it keeping it, keeping it lazy you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah i'm really slacked off this year um so yeah i watch a lot of movies for work and i watch a lot of there's, you know, you mentioned there are 79 Christmas movies this year. Yeah, there is just such a volume of stuff that just comes and goes and no blips. You know, it barely causes a blip on anybody's radar. And those, I think, are the movies that really help you. You can call it from the beginning, you know? Yeah. They really, they, they lay bare the craft of screenwriting in exactly. their own way. Exactly. <laughs> you said that, I was about to say what you just said, they lay bare the craft of screenwriting in so many more words. So thank you so much. That's... <laughs> Perfect. Yes, exactly. And that, but that's what I love about them to a yeah. certain extent. And what I also love is the fact that like there are so many that are with people that you know who they are. It's mm -hmm. not it's not some random sketch group in Florida making this this weird sure. movie. It's like I know two other TV shows that I watched all of that that person was on. Yeah. yeah, you know, so that's I love that about it, too. So my question for you is, what's your favorite off-the-beaten-path Christmas movie? Just to get an idea. <laughs> well, I mine is very, very specific. <laughs> I I like Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 5, The Toymaker. That is a bold choice, Katie. <laughs> it's, it's very specific, too. I know. I like that. Uh, well, I did an article the that was uh, like a, an overview of the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. Sure. And, and God bless you for watching all of them. There's Mom, only five. There's only five. Monty, did you, did you watch the remake too? Uh, oh no, yeah. whole different thing. Yeah. Whole different thing. It doesn't follow the same plot. Did Monty Hellman do one of those? Is that right? Three <laughs> or four? Did. Yeah. He did. He did part he three, did. Yeah. which is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Poor Awful. Monty Hellman. Really, really poorly lit. Like, <laughs> just a dark, a dark movie. Oh, emotionally? No, they just didn't have any lights. No, they just you know would do things like film outside at nighttime, and the scenes lit by the tail you know by the taillights on a car you know headlights seem like something monty hellman would do <laughs> yeah he he was uh he was I late. assume he was, he was awake for a lot of it. He, he, he was late. <laughs> you know, Tooling Blacktop did not make him the uh, household name he deserved to no. be. Uh, but part five actually has either Mickey or Andy Rooney in it. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a man sitting at a, a, a cluttered desk going, you know what I hate no. about Christmas? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Rooney yeah. And he As, plays. He's a, the toy maker. Yeah. And he's the toy maker. And it's got, it, it's got great special effects from uh, Screaming Mad George who is one of Brian Usman's guys. Right, right. Is that the one where it's like the, the plastic skull and you can see his brain through it? Or is that four? That's part three. Oh, gosh. Wow. That's the Monty Hellman one. I'm yeah. more bothered that you could see. I've now been lied to about the lighting because you could see the plastic skull. <laughs> No, yeah, no. Well, you know, some, there were some daylight scenes. <laughs> Every now and again, something took three days to place during the day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so Mickey Rooney's in it, and he plays a toy maker, and he makes this, you know, full-size Pinocchio animatronic robot son. Mm, as you do. As you do, which uh, the whole thing, in, and in, you know, his animatronic Pinocchio robot son goes crazy, and it culminates with a really, really kind of disturbing scene where this boy robot tries to tries to hump a 
tries to have sex with a lady, but he has no. He doesn't have the parts. Yeah, Yeah. he doesn't have the parts. But he calls her mommy, and it's really weird. And then he's and then he uh, and then he tries to help her with his you know, whatever, and it gets really crazy. And so, uh, spoiler alert: Mickey Rooney has to kill his robot. He's got to take him down. Oh, I thought he was just going to put him on the bottom of the sea for millennia until he's found <laughs> by I don't know aliens. It's been unclear. No, uh, he, he um <laughs> his, his like his boy face comes off, and you see the robot. Oh face yeah, on you the go the full and then full the sparks are flying. Old and school then he catches we- on fire old school and, Westworld. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that one's really strange. That uh, does not, yeah, that is not what I expected a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie, a, and I'm super in. Yeah, there, yeah, no killer Santa's in it, just uh, puppet animatronic mayhem. Totally killer, killer toys, which I have a soft spot for. I like those. Fair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to see him. I want. I want a fighting game with all of them. I want him to fight the uh, <laughs> the clown from FX Two. <laughs> Yeah. I'll watch any movie that's screaming Mad George to the effects because I like it when movies are really drippy and make me want to puke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. That's why Paula hangs out with me. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we start, a quick disclaimer. We're not doing this to make fun of these movies. I genuinely love them for their earnestness and their belief that the power of Christmas can solve anything. However, since they're done in such a short schedule, usually shot in 12 to 15 days, they have to follow a formula very strictly. Yeah, and I think Christmas is stupid. But uh, uh, I think we actually explained this so much better earlier. It is the screen, screenplay craft lay bare. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is. It, you assume when these the things formula the, in action when it when this went to the shoot, this script might not have been the greatest script ever written. Mm-hmm. I assume they are perfect in their structuralness. Uh, you know, you, there's no dropped balls because it's anybody. It doesn't cost you anything to write to fix it. Right. And then a lot of these. Well, I'm not going to call them mistakes. But a lot of these shortcomings, I feel like, come up in the world of production, and all of a sudden we've lost we've lost a day of shooting, or we lost a location, yeah. or an actor, or whatever. I was going to say rush shooting schedules. Uh, we got to make it under ninety minutes. Yeah. So this scene, got it out. Yeah, forget it. And since we're focusing on the winter holidays, today's themed comestible is Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale, or technically IPA. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, Katie, what do you think about the beer? It is. It is so California. You guys like your your stanky your stanky yeah. beers out here. Uh, it's my dad's favorite beer, and quite honestly, I bought this one because we had already had the Sam Adams Winter Ale, which I like a lot better. So we had to get a new one. I I do like it. Like like all IPAs, the more you drink of it, the better it you tastes. That's that's called, the- that's called being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I as it's funny you say you're so Californian. I'm so Californian, and this is a <laughs> horror show. I, I I it's gonna be what I'm literally gonna drink water and maybe pour myself a shot of Jack later because this is a bummer. It tastes like feet. <laughs> Holiday feet. Oh yeah, I mean there's a there's a yeah. there's a little festive feet, cozy feet. There's a there's a there's a slight tinge of fur, and I don't mean the kind that grows on my feet. Cozy feet in sweaty socks, <laughs> delicious. Now this episode's one horse open sleigh is Jingle Bell. Oh, and wow. that is spelled B E L L E as in Bell and Gaston. I assume. Okay. So based on the title Jingle Bell, let's hear your elevator pitches. Since you said Bell and Gaston, it can't be a Beauty and the Beast thing, and also they'd get sued. Dream Girls, but Christmas. <laughs> nice, Ooh, nice. I'm gonna go similar, but I'm gonna go with like winning the the Winter Beauty, pa- the Miss Christmas, Miss December of the small town. Mm, that's uh, a fun idea. It is a fun idea. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> For those of you playing at home, here's the audio of the trailer. J-Dobbs and Katie won't hear it because that would be cheating. Now, if you want to play along at home, skip ahead 30 seconds. This holiday season, it's a wonderful lifetime. You know that song I'm supposed to write? For the Christmas concert. Guess who's directing it? Michael? Bell? They didn't tell you either. Probably because they knew I'd say no. It was a bad breakup. Here we gather. I gotta tell you, writing this song with Bell, it's really giving us a chance to connect. When you let your guard down, that's when you create something great. There's no place like home, and nothing says home. Jingle like Bell premieres Sunday, November 25th on Lifetime. Now I'm going to start describing the film beat by beat, and our panelists will try to get ahead of the plot to predict what will happen next, or give their best pitch on how to shake things up. So let's get into Jingle Bell. It's 15 years ago in Masonville, Ohio. Oh, Jordan's already laughing. Side. Nothing I hate. Yeah. Does it literally start with 15 years ago, yes. like as yes, a Chiron? Is, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only thing I hate more is 15 years later, which we're also going to get. Mm. When you say Masonville, present. Ohio, I just picture some very sad town with an empty, you know, empty downtown streets. It's Christmas, well, ever and s- there's one toy store still open, and it's a little shabby. Uh, ever since the jar factory closed, yeah. we, we don't have as much of an industry. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a very happy, festive Christmas Eve concert. 
Oh, nice. And teenagers Belle and Michael are performing in the concert. They're singing a duet. Are they an item? Or no, they're theater can, kids. Not can, yet. Can people be openly gay in uh, not 15, in these movies? In 15, 15 years ago, God no. You know, Ohio, know, yeah. No, um, I'm from Ohio. So. Uh, well, then you you'll be our ex. You'll be our in-house ex, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> I left. That's all you need to know. I was gonna say uh, this is Ohio. If you don't have a brewski in your hand, you might as well be wearing a dress. <laughs> It's true. That's Heather's, you guys. And uh, people, and driving a pickup truck, even if, uh, you know. Oh, if it's less than an eight foot bed, I mean. <laughs> right. Just Might as well use, be the, pink. use the ladies' room. <laughs> so they're singing. It's like it's like a school pageant, a, a, it's a, town, a town pageant. It's a Christmas Eve pa- uh, it. like show, big show. Got it. And they're okay. singing a duet. Okay. Of. And they're teens. Yeah, they're t- I, it's a song. I think it's an original song they wrote for the ah. movie. I didn't recognize it. It's like a, it's like a pop Christmas, Christmas song. Yeah. Much more affordable. Yes. Okay. So Michael is played by Cornelius Smith Jr., who's Marcus Walker from Scandal and How to Get It With Murder. <laughs> oh, okay. And he was on a soap for a long time. I think he's the guy who's a regular on Scandal who briefly in a crossover with Scandal hooked up with uh, Michaela. He had one episode of How to Get Away with Murder, and yeah. then they moved him over to Scandal. Yeah, Why hooked... am I so not surprised? <laughs> he ho- you he hooked keep up, up with, with those shows. I only keep up with How to Get Away with Murder. It's wonderful. Uh, it it's is terrible. Wonderful. It's terrible and wonderful. It oh, that's is the time. wonderful. But oh, yes. he... He's 2018 Scandal. Viola Davis is a treasure. Wait. Yo, she's the best. So, uh, which famous 90s TV actress do you think is playing Belle? TV 90s actress? 90s actress, but she was, she was young. She started oh, as a younger like, lady. Like little. Not like little, like oh, 10, 12. Lacey Chabert. No, she's African American. Oh. Oh. Damn, my lack of racism. Um, <laughs> who's replacement Rudy? You mean Raven Simone? Was it Raven Simone was also replacement Rudy? Damn it. Raven Simone was on the Cosby show. Yeah. She, was, was, she was younger. She yeah. was fake. She yeah. was fake Rudy. Rudy got too old yeah, and then yeah, it was Raven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So You're, is it fake Rudy? Is it real Rudy? No, later. later. Oh, oh, Tatiana Ali. Yes, Tatiana oh. Ali. Tatiana Ali was. I, I was thinking it was one of the twins. We I only rolled them out because we she was one of the twins was on a previous episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Tia Maori did have two new this season, uh, and so does Tatiana Ali. One each for Lifetime and one each for Hallmark. So I'm trying not to double hit on any lead actresses. Okay, okay. I love Tatiana Ali. She looks so good in this movie. She's been looking good Damn. for a long time. <laughs> uh, and now in present day, she's in New York. Oh, okay. Magazine editor. No, uh, architect. She's working at home. <laughs> oh, uh, um, oh, oh, working at home. Blogger. She's playing a piano. She writes oh, jingles. jingles. Yes. <laughs> okay. She has a job that totally still exists in 2018. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. She's having a hard How time. How big is her apartment? Writing. Jingles? Oh, it's huge. She's clearly rich. <laughs> she has like a picture window and her piano's right next to it and her cat named Octave is sitting on it oh. yeah. and next to the cat is the box of cookies that she's trying to write the jingle for and she's failing miserably. Oh. It's like somebody just walked into the, the, the friends, the girls apartment set and we're like, this is good but blow that wall out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so Belle's walking to her jingle pitch meeting and her sister Tori calls. Is Tori somebody? Yes. Who is she? Raven Simone. No. Damn. <laughs> she's getting in there somewhere. A little older. Oh. Damn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, you're so close. No. You're so close. You're so warm. <laughs> is, it, is it the other Maori? No. It's Keisha Napoleon, you guys. Oh, Rudy! I knew Rudy was coming Damn into play. It. There we go. God. Tori tries to talk Belle into coming home for Christmas, but Belle's like, I'm too busy. At this point, I can only travel for work. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you spend that jingle cash. So I think we're doing the tourism thing. Is she gonna write a jingle for the concert, which has been kind of like sliding Mm-mm. in recent years? Mm-mm. Is it a jingle for the town? She's coming home to write a jingle for the town or or a company in the town that's being run by dude. A chocolate factory. Chocolate factory be good for the dude. And but then her A Jingle Bell Factory. <laughs> there it <laughs> is. <laughs> But then it's also, well, but don't you write anything for yourself? And she's got the song she wrote that she loves, like that she's been afraid to show anybody because it's not commercialism. She's going to sing this. And he overhears her singing it to herself while she's like out shopping or Or, shoveling snow. Or he he lets himself in the thing and she's she's singing without him. Yes, 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 yes. These are all good thoughts. Let's see where we go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Belle goes into the office and her boss comes into the office. Is he somebody else? Yes. This thing is star studded. It's Loretta Divine, you guys. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. 
she clearly only did two days on the show and she's amazing in every second of it as she always is i love it i love how and what again this is lifetime this is lifetime wow, this year. they they're are in some cash they're they're like i don't i don't want no nobodies in this well mm-hmm. lifetime is very much on a mission to like differentiate itself from you know it's everybody imitators else. yes yes mm-hmm. <laughs> they're the real deal so bell tells her boss she has writer's block uh boss because is that's like, an excuse yes for, for jingles yes mm-hmm. uh and our boss says you wrote the jingle that defined farmland bakery brand that's why they specifically asked you for their new jingle and bell's like it's so hard to write about gluten-free non-gmo it doesn't roll off the tongue oh, i'm telling you these good 2018 these jokes mm, you know i they do work i like how they worked that in but it's very fo- you know focused at the target audience do you yeah, think that yeah, there was like america. a note from an executive that was like these movies they watch a lot of them in middle america we need to she lives in the big city and she's our heroine but our audience hates people from the big city i feel like it so. also it plays both ways so uh, you know us, us being the coastal elites mm-hmm. our reaction to like a oh gross kale joke is like mm, an oh gross kale joke but we're not like outraged we're like how dare you talk about right. kale exactly. whereas whereas you know grandma in ohio is like oh kale those idiots yeah and I just want to point out, uh, we are recording this from Los Angeles, California, and we're so California that I literally have kale vodka in my freezer right now. Yes. Wow. Homemade? <laughs> oh, no. 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 I wanted it at a silent auction last night. Wow. Well, I'm in from Chicago, the land of beef. I don't have any beef-flavored vodka. I'm I... sorry. I'll have some for you next time. I was at a party <laughs> hours ago. I had uh, brisket. Kahlua pork and cabbage, uh, pork shoulder. Yeah, I had a lot of meat. I'm going to be regretting it later. (laughs) So back in Masonville, the mayor talks to Keisha Napoleon, who works in his office. And he says, I want a song about Masonville for the 50th anniversary of the town Christmas concert. Nice job, guys. (laughs) And Tori says, "Mm, what about my sister, Belle? And the mayor says, you mean? And he says her old nickname. Jingle Bell. Jingle Bell. Was she writing jingles as a kid? Did she write a jingle for the Carl Elementary School? I assume they made it up after she became famous for writing jingles. I started calling her that in the hotel. Oh, I I like the idea that she was just obsessed with jingles. She's like walking through the... She was a prodigy. Well, she was just obsessed. She wasn't writing them. She's walking through the halls going, you know, uh, I I got a fever for the flavor of the Pringle of a Pringle, you know, and it's just like, what's wrong with you? Like, don't you want to be a pepper? And you're like, ah, why don't you listen to normal music? Yeah, she's alone in the schoolyard in the corner just sadly singing the double McGum song herself. <laughs> <laughs> She's crying a little bit, you guys. It's pretty awesome. Menin. Yeah. <laughs> Menin. Because no one shares her passion for She's like walking down a hall, head on, apply directly to the forehead, head on, apply directly to the forehead. Someone's like, oh, it's Jingle Bell. And then they all go, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. And then she cries and runs away. She runs away. They're like, to the supermarket, her, you know, one refuge. Take it out. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, the guy working in the dairy section is like, what's wrong, Bo? And she's like, just no one has the passion for products in this town that I do. No one else understands that my baloney has a first name. <laughs> they don't even know what it is. I like the idea that they went jingle bell, jingle bell, and she ran away and they all looked at each other like, yeah, I don't know how to continue from there. I'm not good at writing music. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, thank God she didn't stick around. That was going to get embarrassing for us. We hate and fear that which we do not understand. I don't like rhyme structures. <laughs> so Tori calls Belle. Belle is still in Loretta Devine's office, but Loretta stepped out to call Farmville or something. I don't okay. remember. Okay. Loretta comes back in right as Belle is saying, I can't go home to write a Christmas song. And Loretta Devine takes the phone out of her hand and says, What? Yeah. Belle will be on a plane tomorrow. She, goes, she has like two other words, right? Like she goes like, what? Yeah. Oh, no, she'll be on a plane. Right. It's not, like, she doesn't literally like over here just go like, she'll be on her way. Click. It's something like that. Hey, I mean. Let her find she gets it done. Yeah. And she she's says. She's very intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. She says, a little hometown Christmas magic is just what you need to break your oh, writer's yeah, block. Yeah, oh, to that. reignite your passion for baked goods. Mm-hmm. And, and advertising. Okay. Yeah. And so, jars. Yes. And jars. So Belle and the boss's assistant go walk to get coffee. And the assistant says, why would you turn the trip down? Is this because of your ex? Hey, wasn't the Christmas show where you had that big duet? Oh, there was we go. Was it disastrous? 
It's unclear. They're I don't. Just, I think that's just the lad. They had a big duet, and then they they like. I bet they went to college split and split up in other exes. Uh, my my thing is more. I just like so. Hey, wasn't that show where you had your big duet? Why did we show the duet then? This is now good exposition, but now we're covering it twice. This is the things that drive me crazy. Well, you have to but that's a note. The importance. Well, that's a know? note too. That's a totally mm. a ad. that is again. Not, I don't think in a script or it's written in a script with the assumption it wouldn't ever get shot, right. and then mm. like somebody was shooting it was just like, okay, I guess it's in the script. We're gonna yeah, shoot sure, it. Yeah. Whatever. Throw we're a under little time. We have the set. Let's just 15, let's just do it real quick. Fifteen years ago, yeah. throw the Chiron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't you? Fifteen years ago, singing a singing yeah. a Christmas pageant in didn't, your in your hometown of Masonville, Ohio. Didn't we, with your ex? Didn't we just show this name? to the audience five minutes ago? <laughs> uh, and Bell says that was fifteen years ago. I don't even know if See? he still lives there. See. She gave the number of years again. Again. And I don't even know if he still lives there. Your sister still lives there. I mean, I get it. You're not checking up on your ex, but yeah. Mm. Uh, So then that night, mom calls Belle. He totally still lives there, right? I don't know yet. Uh, We'll find out. We'll find out. uh, And says, I'm so happy you're coming home, honey. Like that type of call. Is she anybody? Um, She works a lot, but she's not a name you would know immediately. And then uh, when she hangs up, she looks at Tori and says, you sure she doesn't know who's directing the show? (gasps) I do love, I'm a big fan of, which I feel like is especially not something you get in like a, a mainstream film that like very theatrical, like we hang up and stay on the other side of the phone. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, it's like, it's almost Shakespearean in a weird way. It's like, Hey audience, you know, what's going to happen. Like even they're admitting, we know what's going to happen. Yeah, they're I acknowledging it. it. Well, I don't know if it's an, it's an admission so much as it's a, a wink. It's a wink, but that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's this, it's this wink. Like, look, we, it's when, uh, uh Gary Shandling led everybody into the basement uh, on the, it's a, it's the Gary Shandling show. He led everybody into the basement, uh, walk-in freezer. Yeah. And cause it was a, you know, meta sitcom. And then he was the last one in. He looked right at the camera. And he went, you know what happens next. And then he just slams the freezer and then it's a bottle episode. And it was the first, I didn't even know the word yet. And it was the first time I like saw a meta thing happen. And I just, I had my brain exploded and this is the human being I've become because of it. Because it's just like, wait. There are structures and tropes and things and they, that and they're and they know what they're doing. Yeah, like yeah, the people who write this know that this story has been told before. What? Yeah, no, it's amazing. So we're at the Masonville High School, okay. and ex Michael is the music teacher. Of Does it look like a prison? <laughs> No, it actually looks like a nice high it's school. It's going to be that kind of high school that was built in like the 20s or 30s yeah, and is still town. like yeah, kind of amazing. Most of the small town Ohio high schools I've seen look like prisons. <laughs> Interesting. But were they, I mean, they were probably built in the 60s though, right? Oh, uh, even later, yeah. like the 80s. Yeah. And uh, Michael's bestie comes in to talk to him. He's another teacher. And one of the things I really appreciate about this episode is uh, the cast is mostly African-American and they add a token white best friend. Oh, nice. It's, it's nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Done, correct, really. done, done right. Mm-hmm. Done right. Is he anybody? No. Even better. I mean, he's talented, but he's not. He's, a, not, like, no. he's not Barry Watson. No. Michael tells him, the mayor's office hired someone to help me write the finale since I'm so busy directing this whole concert by myself. So just <sighs> no names or... He doesn't know. Yeah, of course not. Know. This is, yeah. We're, the threes, this is the threes company-ness of it. Yeah. It's like the whole town is setting them up. Oh yeah, Maybe they yeah. Are. It's a little bit of a it's it's yeah. it's a little bit of a much ado about nothing. You're, yeah. It's true. That's true. So Michael has to go because his sister Jackie calls him, and his sister is played by Jack A. No, his sister's not forty years older than him. <laughs> Ellen Claycorn. Tempest Bledsoe, you guys. Oh, I know, right? Man. I got so excited. Man. Tempest Bledsoe. Wow. This movie is a real who's who <laughs> of people that when I hear their name, I go, oh, yeah. Like I know every one of Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I haven't thought of that name in forever, but I 100% yeah. know who that the is. Things it's that like, maybe aren't on the that? surface of your consciousness, but they're in there somewhere. Yeah. So Jackie asked Michael if he can pick up her daughter because she had to pick up another shift at work because she's a mm. single mom. Okay. And they hang out and white bestie says ever the dutiful uncle yeah okay he's, he's a good man mm-hmm. he's a good man he's because a shitty boyfriend uncles. but yeah you gotta show and he loves kid. kids he just well, he's, hasn't he's a teacher he yeah. hasn't yeah. found the one yet he's not they're never divorced are they these this nice guy guys? isn't gonna <gasps> the be. guys are usually not sometimes they're widowers but usually they're okay. just still single yeah this guy, guy isn't gonna be divorced mm-hmm. 
Usually and widowers. It's, it's only single moms, not single dads. Sometimes there are, but not not usually. Yeah. Well, sometimes you see single dads, single dad romance novels are a thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah. it's the same kind of thing. You do a single dad romance novel, but you don't want to do like single dad romance novel. And my ex wife's a bitch. You know, like <laughs> well, that's why widower because it's very clean. yeah, exactly. You get to be like <laughs> she was the, and now you also you almost have to compete with her, but you're not competing. Like oh, she's the perfect saint. You know, and you have to be mm-hmm. better than her. Whereas it's like yeah, uh, she uh, set his car on fire and burned down half of his house. You're like well, yeah. I'm better than that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's easy. <laughs> so Bell flies to ohio she goes straight to the high school she walks into the music room what i have questions being from ohio (laughs) so where did she fly where did she fly into it's unclear but she rents a car okay Okay, so she drives another hour so they at least made that gesture towards yes okay it's like stuck in a plane her driving in a car snowy and it's snowy ish yeah the roads aren't aren't yeah yeah it's not like heavy but it's pretty is it like Mm -hmm. Flat Plains, Ohio, or like woods and hills, Ohio? You don't see that much of it, really. Fair enough. It's, it's, it's mostly it's, interior. It's actually Vancouver. Yeah, it's Santa Clarita, Ohio. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Santa Clarita, Ohio. So uh, Belle and Michael look at each other and are both like, what are you doing here? What are yeah. you doing? What? They didn't tell what? me. They... It, but you, but you. But, but. but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michael says, you're a hotshot jingle writer who lives in New York City. You haven't been back oh, yeah. to your hometown in over a decade. This oh, movie yeah. literally could have started right here. Yeah. Just walks in. Oh, right a before. hotshot jingle writer. Actually, no. It could start with her driving in on the speakerphone with the assistant. It's like, yeah, I got to go write this jingle for my hometown. Isn't, but then we could what, see her cat. What, what octave? What, what about, well, isn't that where you're, you sang 15 years ago? Yeah. I don't even know if he still lives here. What? You? You, yeah. you, like, yeah. and we are, yeah. And she almost hits him with her car. <laughs> oh, even better, even better. She's like distracted. She's they, like, oh, what if he's they, here? And then, whoa, they, she they like yell stops. at each other, and, but they don't recognize each other, and then they have to meet yeah. again yeah. later. And she walks like, in going, oh, there was this guy in the parking lot. He was so rude. And he then, was wearing an orange what? jacket. Yeah, yeah. And, oh. and he's like, you almost hit my dog, relative minor chord. <laughs> Diminished seventh. <laughs> So Belle goes to her parents' house uh, at dinner. Belle's just like, so why didn't you tell me I was riding with Michael? Clearly you all knew. And Tori apologizes. They had a town meeting about it, I assume. Yeah. yeah. And Tori apologizes and says, Belle's the best stronger they know. And mom's like, and we really missed you. Oh. So it wasn't because of the guy. It was like, if we told you about the yeah, guy. She has you, deeper issues with yeah. her family. If yeah. we told you it was the guy, you wouldn't come. We're sick of going to visit you in New York. We want you to come you home. You need to. We tricked you to, we tricked mm-hmm. you to come home. We're not mm-hmm. tricking you to get back with your ex. Yes. Got yes. It. And then at Jackie's house. Michael tells Jackie that Belle is who he's writing the song with and she's like what? So how did that go? And he says you know, Belle could have studied music here. I just wasn't enough. Yes. Um, I I wasn't enough for her to stick around for. Could she though? I, could she have even studied music there is the biggest question. Yeah. She could have practiced music there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, exactly. uh, you know, the th- the thriving Masonville, Ohio music yes, uh, the, scene. Yes, the prestigious Masonville Academy. Mason, mm-hmm. Mason, Masonville, Ohio is the Branson, Missouri to Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Juilliard. <bit. laughs> yeah. And that night... Belle plays the piano, but she's still not making any progress on the, the cookie jingle. Uh-oh. Oh, she's still got the cookie jingle to do mm-hmm. and then she's the at town her, song. She's at her parents' house. Yes, yes. Okay. They kept the piano. Is anyone watching from, like, another room? No. Yeah. So the next day, back at the jingle company, Loretta Devine talks to her assistant and says, is there any news from Belle? Farmland needs the is jingle in a week. the only employee? We see other extras, but <laughs> yeah. they're the only ones. Like, she's the head it's, of the jingle company. Okay, extras okay. walking back and forth okay. with, like, reams of paper. She's the star, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they're, they're running at, like, the Brill Building, where she has songwriters on staff. Okay. And she's the head of this. It, it's unclear if, if she's the head jingle of the core. jingle department of this advertising company or if it's just clearly a jingle company. I think it should be a standalone jingle, like a boutique jingle (laughs) firm. firm. Uh, Unfortunately, I haven't watched enough Two and a Half Men to understand the whole jingle uh, industry, which I feel like I would have been taught. You have to wear Hawaiian shirts. (laughs) They're terrible, terrible bowling shirts. So Belle goes to see her old music teacher, who's also a cameo. Wow. Okay, so he's going to be older? Arsenio Hall. No, female? White, mostly known for being a horror actress. Not Barbara Crampton. No. That was my first thought too, and I backed out. Barbara Barbara Steele. No. (laughs) Linda Blair? Um, oh, uh, 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 Adrian Barbeau. Oh, that's a good guess. No. Uh, She did a movie with Danny Pintoro. 
Oh, oh, uh, uh, D. Wallace Stone. It's D. Wallace, yes. D. Wallace. Or D. Wallace Stone. Nice. D. Wallace. She's D. Wallace now, I believe. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that's one of those. Yeah. One of those. Okay. Uh, so she's the retired high school music teacher, and now she's giving voice lessons. And guess who her her client is? It's Michael's niece, Marley. No, okay. but he's okay. such a good uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know why he's not giving Marley voice lessons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe he doesn't know how to teach girls. Yeah, he, might, he might not be voice teacher. He might be more like musical. Yeah, like, he, he, the might, band. he might be like the, the band, band teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he can just go no, like. No, wait, they did a duet, so he would be a voice he teacher. Can, well, he can sing. You can sing doesn't necessarily mean you're a voice teacher. I can play the piano. I pi- guess. I can play the <laughs> piano. I'm not teaching anybody how to play the piano. That'd be I bad. Guess. And Michael comes early to Marley's lesson, and he sees Belle, and he says, well, let's go outside and talk. And Belle says, I think we can put our differences aside for one song, but that's it. No emotions. Oh, so it's okay. it's a it's a it's one of those old no strings attached situations in songwriting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yes. jingle jingles with benefits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Michael says, you know, Marley still needs to finish her lesson. Let's take a walk around Masonville so we can get some inspiration. Okay. Sure, sure. Let's go take a walk around this town. I've lived in my entire life, and you left 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he says he's, you should get reacquainted with the town. You've barely been back. Oh, they've got a Starbucks now. Yeah, exactly. Getting reacquainted with the with your old hometown is never helpful. It's like, oh, there used to be a great place there. Yeah, Aww. now it's a chain. <laughs> Except in Masonville, where nothing's really changed. Nothing's really yeah. changed. Yeah. Well, then why get reacquainted? <laughs> uh, it's true. They walk to the cafe where they had their first date for peppermint hot chocolate. Oh, God damn it! I was going to say Sundays. <laughs> mm. So they go inside, and the owner remembers her, of course, and immediately goes to get them peppermint hot chocolates. I was going to say, I was starting to get a little bothered by the lack of Christmas sweet treats in this film. Yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With no baker as a plot character, it always always throws it off. So they sit down, and Belle turns on her phone to record their thoughts as they just brainstorm. And so Michael just pulls up a napkin and pulls out a pen and says, I'm old school. Uh Sure. Uh, if not here, later. This is sort of like La La Land. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just hope that he explains to Santa Claus the meaning of Christmas later. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm calling it now. It might be in this scene, but I think it's later. Okay. She leaves her phone recording. She records something she didn't intend to record, and like, find it's probably him saying, like, actually, I think I'm falling for her. Something or, in that in that world. Or he or. drops the napkin on the way out, and written on the back mm. is something similar. Uh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. is Michael Jingle Bell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's writing his name out. Yeah. Michael Michael Jingle Hyphen Bell. Michael Jingle. <laughs> Jingle bell one word. <laughs> so they make a list about what makes Masonville special and what makes Christmas special. Right. Sure. And Michael says, oh, remember we had our first kiss at the tree lighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I do remember. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. thing to br- mm-hmm. bring up. Also, they have a weirdly, I mean, I get it. They have a Christmas specific relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. That's the genre, but. Well, I mean, we met on Martin Luther King Day, so. Yes, you know. I know. <laughs> so. Do nothing but go to civil rights marches. I was going to say, so you based your life around Mar- we just, marches yeah. and. Yeah, we assassination not, attempts. Yeah, yeah, we, we go to we go to Selma every year for the summers. So they go back to the to the music class to pick up Marley, and Marley says, "Hey, Belle, you and my uncle used to be best friends in high school, right? So we no. can come visit you in New York, right?" So their child, I is, I'm assuming they were childhood high school, friends. They were friends. Started high school yeah, sweethearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. And then, but then, and then also, like he soft pedaled it to the, you know, he's niece. just been like, yeah. "Oh yeah. yeah, we were good friends," because yeah. he doesn't want to be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, yeah, we were hot and heavy." Yeah. yeah. So, okay, Jordan, <laughs> yes. what broke them up? Just a general lack of not being able to harmonize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they couldn't harmonize. It just, uh, it just didn't uh, work. <laughs> stop singing my notes. Sing your part. Um, I'm going to guess that he wasn't supportive of her dream of moving to New York like City. Like it was too... Uh, he really like re- he pushed her to We're going to go with a commercial. We're going to go with the, we're going to go with the commercial versus the love of the game to a certain extent. Yeah, 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 yeah. To continue the La La Land metaphor. Yeah. He's going to be like, well, that's not real music. And I she's going to be that. like, it's my dream. I'm Jingle Bell. I can also see them just breaking up because they're dating when they're 18. <laughs> sure, but why the animosity? <laughs> I know, I know. I just because it's weird. <laughs> okay. It's weird. <laughs> It's weird. I'm friends with exes. It's still weird. Sure. <laughs> so uh, Belle and Dee Wallace talk, and Belle says she's really, really having a hard time. And Dee says, if you just remember everything you love about Masonville, the rest will come. When you let your guard down, that's when you create something great. 
so she starts thinking about stop, stop trying does she so go hard. home and play piano after this she's got it uh, no one more she thing. goes back to her bedroom and sings <sighs> ideas into her phone there we go that second use of the phone recorder yep. the phone this is, the oh. phone's gonna be key <sighs> yeah yeah now yo she's he's it's gonna be i go back to my old thing he's that's how he doesn't overhear her he plays it out of the phone uh, that's that's and then oh. and then and then also a thing of like and then also a thing of like maybe it goes the other way maybe it's she just says like man i guess i'm really falling for him and he that's what how if, he hears it what if they're driving somewhere and it, <laughs> it just you know, and it comes bluetooth. on <laughs> yeah and it just connects to her bluetooth and she's like oh no how embarrassing and he's like i want to listen to it for a minute oh god that is very possible i also like that just like nobody's used that enough in plot points like sex tape is the only way and like i don't want to defend sex tape except <laughs> for like because the whole joke was like i don't understand the cloud but the fact that like the cloud was a plot point is the one defending nature of sex tape yeah <laughs> oh like there's an episode of felicity where um she used to send tapes back and forth to her friend sally instead of letters and she's talking about how she's a virgin and it ends up being played at a college party oh yeah yeah yep. that's a that's the old that's the old high school yep. there's also the old high school uh radio show trope of like mm. you leave the the, the mic mm. open and yeah that's oh that's yeah. next door that's, that's a big door. one or in like uh you know any kind of showbiz setting Oh yeah, the the, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mic's open, or the camera's still rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guy goes to the bathroom with his lav on. I can't stand mm. that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so Belle puts in a VHS tape of the old Farmland ad with her first jingle and watches it. Oh, this was her first jingle. Well, that that's was the, the one that put one. her on the, the map. This name. is the one that that's one that put both of them on the yeah. map. Yeah, so that's why okay. they went back to her to launch the new like healthy gluten free initiative. Yeah, okay. they're like she wrote got milk. We need got milk well, too. Well, it was her definitive, but that didn't necessarily mean her first. Well, it was her first well, it was, big one. It, it was, was her break. break. Okay, yeah. okay. It was like, you did got milk. Now you got to do got soy milk? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, when it finishes, she realizes it was taped over the old Christmas concert she did with oh, Michael. Well, this is good use of technology. Yeah. I respect all the use of technology in this, to be honest. A, a, a partially used VHS tape mm-hmm. is actually a pretty rad plot yeah, device. Yeah. And Tatiana Ellie has a really great acting beat right here. She does sort of like wistful, nostalgic, sad, pissed off, like all at the same time. She's just wonderful. She's great. No. So the next morning, Belle goes back to the cafe for coffee and the owner says, what kind? And she says, pepper. Bit. Oh, she says, I'll have a non-fat cappuccino. Oh, and the owner wow. says... Big city. Uh, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> she, she says, says, well, we have peppermint all, hot all chocolate. We got, all we got is coffee. No, she says, she says regular, we only have regular decaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think this is such a funny reoccurring thing where like, if you're from the big city, you drink coffee, but as soon as you get to your small town, you're only drinking cocoa and like nobody has like caffeine withdrawal headaches. They just immediately switch to cocoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, that also doesn't bring up all the cocaine they're doing in advertising <laughs> yeah. either. We just gloss that over. <laughs> She's not once been like, where can I score in Masonville? <laughs> She's like crushing up Ringolin on her <laughs> on the vanity at her mom's house. Like she's, she's just trying to excuse herself from a conversation in the music room at the high school. You're like, I'm pretty sure I can spot the kid. I can buy it from. Yeah. <laughs> So the diner owner says, oh, Michael's at a booth over there. And so she sees uh, Mike and Bestie eating breakfast. And so Belle sneaks over and sits in the booth behind them. <sighs> oh, she's she's going to overhear do... something. something. I don't think it's something she's going to like. Michael's oh, he's gonna... just telling Bestie that it's Belle. And he says, you mean the one that got away? Oh, wow. Oh. See, I thought it, but I thought it was going to be, and we might still go there. I thought it was going to be like, gosh, she's so pushy. She just thinks she's so great. And then she's going to get all mad and storm out. And she's like, but I can't help but love her. Can I just add that I have definitely said the words, oh, the one that got away out So many before. times. So many times. Just all the time, every day. Yeah, I think that's... It's I, a weird thing to say out loud. I'm it's, sorry. It's a phrase that's been said to me only sarcastically. Right. <laughs> I think I'm going to call her right now. Oh, isn't she the one who got away? You're 100% right. Take my phone. <laughs> yeah. That's why in my group of friends, we call them Tatkas because it's more like a, a joke and it sounds less douchey. Yeah. He's like, yeah, she's been living in New York. And Bessie says, you know, you can teach music anywhere. Yes, uh, you can. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. And uh, Michael says it really hurt when she left. And Bestie's like. Oh, so it's just it's a straight up. She went. Yeah, she yeah, just yeah. went to the big city. Yeah. yeah she yeah. went to the big city and it yeah. can't work as mm-hmm. long as okay. this thing. And Bestie's like, you know, maybe you stayed here because this is your comfort zone. And Michael's oh. like, you know, you might be right, but it really hurt when she left. And I, I think my feelings were in the past now. I don't think I can reignite them. Belle tries to sneak away and the mayor sees her and says, hey, Belle! Jingle Belle. And then she starts crying and punches him in the face and runs away. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. She punches everybody on the way out. <laughs> 
Um, so Michael jumps up and sees that she's like right behind him. And the mayor says, I want both of you to be my personal guests at the tree lighting ceremony tonight. Oh, you know, where your first kiss was. Yeah. yeah. Our first date. And then Michael's like, you know, how long have you been standing there? And she's like, oh, I was just walking I out just with my coffee. Here. You know, a big city, non-fat. <laughs> yeah. Non-fat, skinny cappuccino. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try and drink this truck stop sludge you yeah. people make in this town. <laughs> so they go outside to go to the music uh, studio to get back to work. And the boss's assistant calls Tatiana Ali. So she's like, I'm sorry, do you mind? I need to take this real quick. So Michael steps away. Belle's just like, it's my act directing the show. Oh, okay. I th- okay. Uh, and also, they need this jingle a week early. No, no, oh. no. Um, and she's like, I shouldn't have come back here. And then you realize the boss is on the phone. And the boss oh. says, I sent you to the, to the heartland to find your heart. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I like the fact that it wasn't exactly where I thought it was going to go, though. I was like, I thought it was going to go the other way. I didn't send you out to the heartland to bone some farm boy. <laughs> I sent you out there to do your job. Well, as long as she's eating farmland cookies after boning the farm boy, that's what she's saying. Exactly. For. Maybe maybe that will be her campaign. Don't have a cigarette. Have a farmland <laughs> cookie. <laughs> Post coitus. <laughs> but musically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they're at the school. Belle looks at the piano and says, isn't this Dee Wallace's old piano? He's like, yeah. So she goes over to it and she picks up the music that's on it. This is the music that's been here. Oh, this is, is the it song their duet? we did. This is the is song. Is their duet? Oh, no. This is what Michael's been working on. <gasps> oh. And he gets kind of go. embarrassed. We uh, had it backwards. Yes, we did. We did. He's but, the one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a Christmas musical he's been working on. It's a twist on a classic. So what is he working on? It's a musical twist on no, a Christmas I classic. I get it. Uh, it's got to be. It's gotta be a christmas carol it's gotta be scrooge i'll be home for christmas with the holly hunter movie <laughs> it's home for the holiday that's home for the holiday <laughs> wait so the song is a christmas classic or the story it's, it's he's a, doing a musical it's a musical new twist adaptation of like a, a christmas classic movie? christmas tale Oh, white Christmas! White Christmas! White Christmas! Uh, white Christmas! It, it is. It is Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Can you guess the twist? Uh, it's uh oh, it's she, the main character. The is main her. character is a, yeah. The main character. It's the total creepy theater kid thing yeah. of writing a play about his ex girlfriend and being freaky and, about and putting yeah. her in the Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's a Christmas Carol from Tiny Tim's perspective. Ooh, I oh. hate everything yes. about this. Yes. I so, so, so it's wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but okay, I have problems with this. There's so many problems. Like Because Tiny Tim is not present for the, no, any of the good parts not. of that story. He's not. So it's five minutes long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It's the same amount of time it's just 90% of the play is just a child dying yeah, of rickets like shivering in front of the fireplace yeah. I'm hungry daddy yeah it's like ah oh, sorry I had to work late and then yeah. and then like the last five minutes this asshole comes bursting in with a Christmas goose and he's like I can't even digest meat anymore yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with you I don't have the strength to chew it's it's called God bless us everyone <laughs> probably <laughs> So Belle says, this is really good. You should do something with this. And Michael's like, it's not ready yet. I've only rewritten it 16 times. Oh, he's a perfectionist. And Belle says, you know, when I first started, I was terrified. But in this business, you have to put yourself out there every day. Take the first step, even if you can't see the whole road. Sure. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is not necessarily bad advice. I think it's interesting how this movie is kind of affirming her big city ways by having her I really, yeah. No, it's oddly the opposite in yeah, a lot of ways so far. Yeah, that's what I was so expecting. Yeah. I was expecting her to get smacked down for being, you know, yeah. business. You beat a for little being business. Uh, yeah, for above being her station. too career oriented, yes. basically. Yes, and he's he's helping the community and mm-hmm. she's just selling out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Belle tries to move the piano near the window because that's how she likes to write, but Michael says it's it's my room, it's my piano. So she sits down by the piano sure. anyway because she can't move a piano by herself. Yeah. <laughs> I had the yeah. same thought. Yeah, and um, Mike picks up his guitar and they have a montage of songwriting. Okay. Oh, of um, course he plays guitar. Okay. So in the montage, uh, they get coffee at one point. There's a lot of scribbling, oh, scribbling it's, on paper, it's scribbling just on paper. It's just them in the room today because oh. it, it ends and they they're like, oh no, we're gonna be late for the tree lighting ceremony. You get a few, you get a few of those like okay. ep- epiphany moments, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's writing stuff and, down. And like and then she's like leaning over the piano and he's playing yeah. the piano and they're like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they're goes, and she's note, pacing around note. the room, higher, lower, no, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
they realize it's almost time for the tree lighting ceremony. So Belle says, I'm going to go home to get my family. I'll meet you there. So at the tree lighting, the mayor brings Belle and Michael up to the stage and says like, they're writing the song. And Belle's sort of like professional and good at stalling and being like, hey, I'm so happy to be back. It's going so well. Michael's uh-huh. like, well, uh, don't get don't get too excited about it. Who knows? And the mayor says... Let's hear it right now. <laughs> I don't. No. No, um, and so the mayor lights the tree. And this is the one movie that I've seen that instead of a present with a button in it to light the tree. It's a okay. wreath. It's a present with a lever in it. So he pulls a lever back. Cool. Weird. I like levers better than buttons. Personally. I want a big like Frankenstein blade switch. <laughs> <laughs> Or like, like uh, you know, like yeah. a bomb where you push it down. The plunger. The plunger, yeah. So after the tree lighting ceremony, Belle talks to her mom and her sister. And her, her sister, Tori, says, Belle, you need to be honest with yourself. So when you go back to New York, you don't leave a mess behind you again. Again? A- accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when she left before, he was a, just drowning his sorrows in peppermint cocoa. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he was like going on peppermint cocoa benders and then yeah. they like throw him in on the street yeah. and there's like a shot of him just like laying in the street. Yeah. You know? just cocoa all over his face. A flashback of just being told a doctor that you're pre-diabetic. <laughs> uh, and so Michael comes up to them and says, we should practice. You should come to rehearsal with the kids tomorrow. Yes. So she's going to yeah. see how good he is with kids. Mm. Yeah. So at rehearsal the next day, Michael's on the stage with the kids. And as soon as the door opens, he like makes a signal or whatever. And they all break into jingle bells. Oh. Yeah, for her entrance. That doesn't... And again, she punches everyone in the <laughs> yeah, face and runs away. That doesn't feel at all mocking. I guess at this point, she owns it. And, and then Michael actually says when they finish, that was really good, a little pitchy at times. And I'm like, I knew just, the phrase a little yeah. pitchy was going to come into play at some point. He didn't say dog. He did not. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best compliment I can give. So he introduces Belle to the kids and one of them says, uh, did you write the farmland cookie jingle? And she says, yes, I did. And Michael's and, like, and, and the kid's like, I listen to it I every day when I wake jingle. up. That's my favorite jingle. Farmland cookies where a kid can be a kid. And uh, Michael's like, so she's a professional songwriter. Does anybody have questions for her? And like every hand shoots up. One of the kids says, did you bring us cookies? And she says, no, they don't give me cookies. And Michael says, does anyone have a question that doesn't involve free cookies? One and hand. One hand left up. They all put their hands no down. Hands. One, oh, I wanted no one hand. Hands. Why, why did you leave town? <laughs> why did you leave this beautiful man? Why did you break his heart? <laughs> Do you see what a mess he is? I just, I love the sort of like subtext of this, that the whole town is getting together every single night. Having meetings yeah, about how to get these two meetings. back. They're like, like, they're like, this is all I care about. They're Look, in their own personal Truman show. You I know? hate my own <laughs> wife, but I want those two kids to work it <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> so Belle and Michael go back to the music room and she notices he's moved the piano next to the window. No, oh, he's thoughtful. Mm-hmm. He's a dreamer. So Belle looks at their brainstorming list, which is up on the, the chalkboard. Oh God, what's and, uh, and she says, oh, just, yeah, just a list of Christmas. Town. Yeah, I want Christmas. Yeah. Trees, lights, wreaths. Family. Yeah. And she says... What do all of these things remind you of? And he's like, Christmas? And she's like, besides Christmas. And he's You. Like, no. Nope. Belle says home. Home. It was home or family. It this was home or family. About home. So now there's a song a songwriting montage that takes place over multiple days. Okay. Oh. So, now we're now we got the ball rolling. Now do they have Chinese food at some point? <laughs> no. <laughs> like Chinese a late food. night Chinese food. No. I don't feel like this town has a lot of Chinese. Well, they've gotta have at least everybody, one. Everybody has a Panda Express now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's three days before the Christmas concert, and Michael and Belle are playing the song for Bestie, and he loves it. He thinks it's great. Have we heard at least a little chunk of it yet? Yeah, yeah, we heard we a chunk a, of it. We have Not a vague thing, idea, but we'd be able to recognize it when we're going to get yes, it later. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Belle pulls out her phone to make a recording so they can email it to the mayor to see what he thinks. And Michael says, like, oh, yeah, use the fancy app. No, oh, hey, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> we don't have smartphones. Mm-mm. I can't record on my flip phone. <laughs> so Michael drops Belle off at her house and he says, you know, I'm taking my niece ice skating tomorrow if you want to bring your nephew. Okay. Yeah. She says it's a date. She oh she goes it's oh. a date. I thought she was a little more like just like mm, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought she was gonna be like oh, I don't know. Okay, and then when she wakes up in the morning, you know the kids are already putting on ice skates. Yeah, the kids are because of the town meeting the night before. They all decided that the ice skating <laughs> like, had to happen. You were going to these ice skates. <laughs> I don't know how to ice skate. It doesn't matter. Ice skating montage. The whole town teaches them at midnight. Now she's slipping some ecstasy in their hot chocolate. Yes. <laughs> So when she gets inside, Belle gets a text from her boss's assistant asking for an update. Uh, She says, I'm working on it. Here's me and Michael's work on our song. And she sends it to the assistant. Mm -hmm. And the assistant goes, this would be perfect 
for selling non-GMO, whatever. Gluten-free cookies. I, it's a little better for her as as uh, as a friend. So she's listening to it at her desk, and oh, Loretta oh, Devine walks oh, in and, and says, "Overhears this it. This is perfect. There it is. There <laughs> it is." And the assistant's like, "Oh no, this is the Masonville song." And Loretta Devine's like, "Farmville will love it." Again, it is so. It, it is what I said, but backwards. It is not. Yes. It is. It is. We it wrote is. a song from our heart that now the that company is, now is going being to steal sold to sell to sell cookies. Oh, I that's mean, funny. Mm-hmm. All right. I I mean, this movie is more progressive than I thought it's it was going re- to be. Yeah. I I I thought that you know it was going to be really hard on her for having a career and breaking this man's heart. And that, you know, uh, I like that she's mentoring him. Yeah. I appreciate that. This feels, this, yeah, this, this feels, for Lifetime, this is extremely progressive. Yes. yes. So they're at the ice rink, and uh, the boss calls Belle and says, the new song is great. Belle's like, we didn't what write song? it for Farmland. Yeah, yeah. Boss just doesn't really let her argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah. it. Hey, look, you, you sent it, you sent it to us. Does it's... the song have words? Yes. It's a full song. Okay. Well, and especially well, because it's just about like it's it's like a Chevy commercial. It's just like, right. hey, uh, don't you remember? It's it's a Pepperidge Farms cookies. Cozy home. Yeah, yeah. Cookies it's don't 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 you remember how Christmas great it was? Yeah. Happiness hugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dirt roads and and churning butter. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't churn any butter on your dirt roads, folks. <laughs> Well, now you made it dirty. <laughs> Jesus. I was just writing a Blake. I was just writing a Blake Sheldon song. <laughs> Jesus, how dare you? I was just thinking, like, you know how terrible it is when you get toast crumbs in your butter. Like, that would be worse if you're churning it on a dirt road. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean it literally. Okay, that's fine. But no one will take it like that anymore. <laughs> So uh, Michael and Marley show up and the kids immediately go ice skate. And Michael's like, I have a Christmas present for you. Pitch pipe. <laughs> Maybe you'll get it right for I don't once. think you're going to get it. Uh, okay, no. It, it doesn't have anything to do with their mutual past or songwriting. It's a, yes. It's a cute Christmas tree. It's a Christmas tree. With both. Is yes. it sheet music of the duet that's like framed or something? No. Is it a, is it a, is it a, did he dub their performance onto DVD from the VHS? And didn't, and didn't tape over tape over it with a with a uh, cookie commercial. Yes, uh, he gives her a treble clef necklace. Oh. that looks surprisingly like the treble clef necklace that my parents got me when I did my first piano, piano recital yeah. when I was like eight. This, I mean, the one thing I will give them is this does feel like the kind of gift you were able to obtain when you decided eight hours ago you wanted to give a girl a gift. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, go out to the truck stop and get one. <laughs> no, he says, I'm sorry, this is cheesy. I bought it for you 15 <sighs> years ago and I never got to give it to you. Wow, she was really eager to get out of town, huh? Yeah. She couldn't well, wait. Well, he bought it for her, was gonna wait for her birthday mm-hmm. and like then she bailed and he was like Gay. and he says have you heard back from the mayor about the song and she's like uh and the kids say less talking more skating and they all go skating uh, okay. and then we get a, like a lovely like a skating, we get a little montage. skating montage Bell falls thing. into michael and they have a say. moment there's always a fall so we're up to three montages. Mm-hmm. So it's the evening, and Michael's dropping up Bell off, and he's carrying the nephew who's fallen asleep in a fireman's carry, as opposed to how you normally carry children. I feel right. like uncles. Yeah, uncles it, will. He is a little older. He is like uncles 10. will do that. You know, I'm not. I'm not against that. It's weird, but I'm not against it. It, it was I mean, weird enough that I wrote it. It's kind of for maximum hunkiness, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, just conjuring up the <laughs> he fireman picks, image. Yeah. He picks her know? nephew up over his shoulder and looks at Bell and goes, "This could be you later." <laughs> it's more to indicate that like you know he's helpful in many things i mean not necessarily maybe child raising but like could bring he's a, a good provider he, he could bring a very large sack of cat food in from the car <laughs> <laughs> for, a whole flat of bottle of water for octave he brings in a big 80 pound bag yeah. he's strong enough to turn that treble clef into a bass clef yeah. much more difficult to make a necklace out of that because yeah. it has the two dots mm-hmm sister picks up the nephew and takes him inside and Michael says it's been nice having you back I think I will take another look at that musical and Belle says we were really great together why did we break up again he's like you laughed yeah yeah he's like because we wanted to go to Ohio State together but then you got into Juilliard (laughs) I love that you did name check Juilliard before and we wanted to go to Ohio State together does anybody want to go to Ohio State it's not it's not a 
terrible school. They have a great veterinary college. Is I don't know about I just don't music. know how the music program is. I assume Juilliard is better. One assumes, yes. Yeah. If, if, let's put it this way. If one applied to Juilliard, does one want to go to Ohio State? No. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely fucking not. I mean, I only applied to San Francisco State. I wouldn't say <laughs> no. I... I I wouldn't say I wanted to go there, right. but I also didn't really open my uh, options up all that wide. Did she get into Juilliard off of writing a commercial jingle? No, I, I she's going to is... write just some songs. Yeah, songs. yeah, just music yeah. program in general. <laughs> she had a bunch of other jingles. <laughs> so they almost kiss, but then Sister Tori comes back out. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, Nephew whoops. left his, his stuffed bunny oh, in the van. This is why meetings are important. Yes. Belle goes inside and the boss's assistant calls her and says, uh, if Michael helped you write the song, we need him to sign a contract. Yeah, I was going to okay. I was going to mm-hmm. I was going to ask about that because I, I assume the assumption is, well, if you wrote it, anything you write, we own. But then, OK, good. We're not screwing the we're not screwing him out of it. That's no, what I was worried no, about. It's more like you sent it to us. Therefore, we can use it because you're on our payroll. Right. Oh, but he has to okay. sign but but, yes. but we've got to yes. get him to sign in. But we're going to use it. But he's just got to sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, he's got to just sign it. He just, he's not getting paid. Uh, he will get paid. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, but he needs to sign wow, over the rights. The jingle industry is so robust. Yeah. <laughs> and then Belle's like, I'm not sure how Michael's going to feel about that. And we cut back to the office and the now assistant commercializing is Commercializing his art. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The assistant is walking the by wrote. and there's literally a singer in the booth already recording the jingle. Amazing. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. I want to believe that it just, yeah, like full, like, like hand on the, yeah. hand on the cans, like just. Right. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, it pulls. It's exactly what he's doing. The, Eyes closed. Yeah. Oh yeah, belting. there's 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 like there's like three backup girl singers in the background. Yeah. They're singing it live for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Well, uh, I was thinking like you know you go up in the glass of the recording booth and Loretta Devine standing there. Like, oh yeah, I think she is. I think she was intently. standing there nodding. Yeah, and he's fully going for it. Like the best part of waking up is farmland cookies in your cup, and he's like fully oh, yeah. doing you know, yeah. Scales I love and it. Yeah. So the next day, Belle gets an email from the mayor who loves the song. She's feeling guilty. And one of my favorite things in this movie is mom's like have a candy cane Danish for breakfast. And I want this recipe. I want to know how they taste because that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it sounds really gross to me. Yeah, I mean, because I, I would say it's a peppermint Danish if it tasted like a candy cane. A candy cane Danish has a crunched up candy <laughs> yeah, cane. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She buys Danish and like shoves candy canes into them. One ca- I just, it's just one. Like, she like, like I cooked it. My family's like, okay, okay, here's your Prozac. I, back just, to yeah, the I, just, I just feel like you bite into Great a job, candy so. cane Danish and the candy canes crunch like a, oh, you know, like, like, oh. a, like, like a salt on a on a pretzel. Oh god, that's really so disgusting. Gross. I know it sounds awful. Belle tells her parents about the mix-up with the song, and the parents are like, "Well, Michael's getting paid, right? Well, we're sure he'll understand. He'll be fine. Yeah, he works for a public school. Yeah, he, he works needs for a public money. school. Yeah. and he has a single mom, sister, and niece to help support. Yeah, he, right. He, he can yeah. easily spend the three hundred dollars. They're gonna minimum. Yeah. They're gonna pay. Yeah, curious how much that checks for. For sure. Yeah, and um, so Michael and Bessie are having breakfast at the diner, and Michael says. The song has really given me and Belle a chance to connect. What if I give New York a shot? And yeah, but and he's like, so his whole thing is like, this song is a real thing and he's mm-hmm. going to get real pissed off. Mm-hmm. He says, sometimes you need to take the first step when you can't see the Still whole road. road. So at the school, Michael's directing the kids on a new song and he's like, don't forget, our last rehearsal is tomorrow in the town square. Then Belle arrives, it's rehearsal's ending and Michael asks us if she wants to have dinner and she says she'd love to, but she has to tell you something first yeah, and she comes thing. clean about everything. Uh. And Michael says, we didn't write a jingle, we wrote a song. Mm, I told there you. There it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Commercialized my yeah. stuff. And she says, this is a good thing for you. You know, they're going to pay you. And he's like, I thought we were connecting, but it never changes for you, Belle. There we go. I was even thinking about moving to New York, but now I don't want any part of it. Or you. Mm. Because she wanted him to get paid for his work. (laughs) She didn't want to steal his labor. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. And so she goes back to Dee Wallace's house and is like, I just want to go back to New York and pretend like this week never happened. Yeah, this was stupid. Yeah, I shouldn't have come back here. And Dee says, if you keep insisting you don't belong, you never will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Probably true. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not uh, sure it's entirely up to her, but I haven't I haven't been able to make that work for me. I'm yeah, still, I'm still trying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't belong. Stop inviting me. <laughs> and Belle says, you know, I always planned on coming back eventually, but and D finishes, Masonville without Michael isn't home. I guess. I mean, 
her mom and her sister. Yeah, the family. And her nephew and, and her, her brother-in-law and her father. And and, and that and the hot chocolate lady. And the, yeah, and the tree. Yeah. And, and Dee Wallace. And wherever they make those uh, candy cane danishes. Yeah, and the yeah. mayor. I don't think but, there's anyone else we've talked to in the town. White, white guy. Well, he's, oh, Mike, he's Michael's best friend. I know, They're but he's still, yeah. you know, he seems nice. And all the children he, he mocking her, her by singing, exactly. singing her nickname. Yeah. Um, Michael drops off niece Marley at his sister's house. And him and Jackie have a heart to heart. And he's like, I co-wrote the new farmland jingle without my knowledge. And Jackie's like, so? Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, you, She's like, wait, they were going to pay you? Mm-hmm. Nobody you, pays for music. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. 2018. Yeah. You two are meant to be. And now you sold a jingle you created with the woman you love. You didn't fight for her before. What are you going to do this time? Um, sulk. That's what I do. I just <laughs> sulk. Well, he's going to fight for... I... Hmm... How's right. he going to prove his love? Uh, he's going to use technology. Technology. He's going to buy her some cookies. And his phone's still coming into play. His phone's, mm. Chekhov's phone's still on the mantle. I, that's true. I like to think that what will happen is she'll go to, you know, the, she'll be all bummed out. Like, oh, this jingle just doesn't mean anything <sighs> anymore. And then when she gets to the performance, he's wearing like, he's playing a white baby grand piano <laughs> and wearing like a white suit and playing the jingle and and the and it's uh, got a line about home where home is and he looks at her and he goes home is with you she's she's at home possibly packing her bags okay mm-hmm. she is she is okay no, mm-hmm. okay we're already there to pack mm-hmm. actually yes. packing bags at home yes yes kids and him lined up on the front porch, or, you know, on the front lawn, candles, candles, I want yes. candles, singing the hell out of this song. Yeah. Like, and she hears it, like, what is that? And she comes to the door, and yeah, it's just like, yeah. and, and yeah, there and we go. And he's like, baby, we're going to move some units <laughs> yeah, he's also Yeah, he's also dropped, like, a like a, like a smooth, a, a low-talking uh, a bridge in the middle, where it's just like, <laughs> the kids all, like, drop down, yeah. and they just start, ooh, ooh, he's like, and baby, when I saw you out there on your porch, I knew I'd move to New York for you. This <laughs> is one like a boys too mess. Yeah, song. yeah, totally. And then like 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 and then one like nerdy like nerdy white kid just like hits like a big strong like wah 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 wah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, so none of that happens. Damn it! Damn it! Why do we keep uh, writing I better movies? I there'd be movies? a whole bit where it'd be like. Baby, I've given it some thought, and the concept of selling out is a bit outdated in today's brand-focused world. Why would I fear commercialization when all of my information has already been commercialized? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Belle's packing, and she finds the necklace that Michael gave her. Okay. okay. Uh, so she puts on the VHS for the old concert again, and she cries. Crying to VHS. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done, done a lot it. of that. Where's everybody else? I think they're all going to the Christmas concert. The, the, the Christmas concert. The Christmas concert. Everybody's getting ready for it. That's what I thought. I thought he was going to bring the Christmas concert to her. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Belle goes to the diner. He says she came to say goodbye. And the owner's like, but the show's The tonight. Christmas concert. The concert. And, and she's like, the song just isn't this, doesn't mean the same thing anymore. And sister That's Tori really comes in. And they get hot chocolates. And they talk. And um, Peppermint hot chocolates? Yeah. Of course, oh, I hope of so. Course. Course. How dare chicken, you? Mm-hmm. Why would you get disgusting just chocolate? <laughs> And Belle says, now for the second time I've chosen my career over Michael. Tori says, why can't you have both? Like, why can't you write music from Masonville? It's the 21st century. Belle looks across the street at the kids rehearsing and she decides to stay for the show. I like that all of these uh, movies exist in a world that like Skype does it. Yeah, 20 years ago, it's like, yeah, we can't do that. It's like, it's a cheap flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not moving to New York. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, so... Belle goes up to Michael, setting up his keyboard on the stage, and says, I stayed to hear our song. And then she goes and sits in the audience. At the show, the kids sing a montage of Christmas songs, and then Michael announces the final song. And he says, in order to write this, he needed help from someone braver than him. It's our hometown girl, Jingle Bell. And everyone starts singing Jingle Bell, and she starts crying. (laughs) And she runs away. And punching people while she runs out of the room. Uh, He says... I couldn't have done it without you, and I don't want to do anything without you ever again. Wow, he's making his move. I appreciate this. This is a good move. Yeah, so he sings the lead, and the kids choir is backing him up. Is there a white kid who like throws like some uh, some gospel on it? Does, it like, in the a background? Hip, does like a hip hop breakdown? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I oh, want just no. I just want I just want like a big gawky white kid who just like hits like a really awesome high note at one point. Everybody kind of just gives him <laughs> this look like, like wow. yeah, no. no. But then, oh wait. Please tell me Loretta Devine comes barging I, through the back I, I door. Wish, of the I wish. She lands in a helicopter like Chris Christopherson. <laughs> <laughs> 
hold on. We can't have anybody hear this song yet. We have a campaign. Uh, Bell grabs the mic from the mayor and jumps in on the second verse. Oh, and they right, sing right, 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 right. It's just like we saw 15 yes. years ago. And then they kiss at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Now it's Christmas Day. At Belle's mom's house, they're preparing for a big Christmas brunch. So obviously Michael's family's coming over. I know. They've heard about these candy cane danishes. They're yeah. rushing over. Yeah. They're like, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> that sounds awful. I'll yeah, check over. that out. Yeah. Loretta Devine calls Belle and says, how's it going? You know, Belle says, I'm going to stick around for a little bit. And Loretta says, you found your heart. As long as you two write songs as good as the last one, you can stay as long as you like. <laughs> she already works from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she has to go to the... the just to go to the office for meetings. Great. To pitch things. Once yeah. a week. Once every two weeks. How many often do you have to pitch a meeting? Yeah, you just mm-hmm. fly her out. Yeah. Again, so technology. Michael, Jackie, and the niece come in, and Belle says, everyone loved her jingle so much, we can do pretty much whatever we want. And I, I've written two jingles for one company. Carte blanche. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then Michael responds with, welcome to Masonville. <laughs> wow. It's like I like especially the way you said it. It's much more like like an action movie catchphrase with yeah. like like you just shot the bad guy right. off the roof. Like he should have like cocked the shotgun yeah, exactly. when he said it. Welcome to Masonville. <laughs> we write songs. <laughs> so Katie, now that you've heard the plot of this movie, would you watch it? Like, um. like if we erased your memory banks and you were able to remember how you felt about this movie, but nothing else. This one. I, I, there's a lot of great people in it, but as far as romantic gestures go, that was kind of weak. I saw, I'm left feeling a little bit dissatisfied. So I'm going to say maybe not. No. Yeah, I would. The, I think the only reason I would is um, if I, f- and I would, I would just have to have a sampling. I bet I'll hear it when I go and find the trailer. Ah, the, uh, music. the music. If the, if I like the sound of the music. The music isn't bad. Then I, I'm possible. I'm possible because it is a cavalcade of many generations of uh, stars. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into the cast also. Yeah, and I do want to see the town, but I'll again I'll see a trailer. <laughs> I edit this episode, <laughs> so that might be enough for me. I would recommend it. I feel like this is one of the few uh, of these types of movies that doesn't say like, "Hey, girl, leave your big business dreams behind and settle for the small town because you're 33 and don't you want to have kids?" Yeah, I I agree with that part. Yeah. So. Mm. You're selling me on it. I'd watch it. Yeah, it's really fun. Everybody's really good in it. Um, Michael's really hot. It always you know? helps. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say you should watch it. All yeah. right. But the one disappointment is that Tempest Bledsoe and Keisha Knight Pulliam only really have like one scene together at the end and they don't really interact. Like I want one payoff. I want yeah. something like, I guess we're going to be sisters now. Just something, oh, that something like, like, oh, that would yeah, be Yeah, like good. I want them to talk to each other. So that that's a little disappointing. But other than that, I really liked it. No, maybe they have a, you know, clause of their contracts. <laughs> that they can't be in the same room anymore. Yeah. yeah. Actually, this whole thing was written as a metaphor about their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So the whole movie is a plea for those two <laughs> to, to get, back, to get together. back together. It is That is the meeting to get them yeah. back together. Yeah. So, Katie, where can we find you on social media? Well, um, so I am on Twitter. It is not my, uh, if you search, Katie Rife will come up, but it's at Future Schlock, like uh, Future, uh, the rapper, and Schlock, the John Landis movie. That's the best way to describe it. Um, and also, uh, if you like this podcast, uh, if you look it up on the avclub.com, I did write an article that was a primer, a guide to getting into Lifetime movies. So uh, look that up on your search engine of your choice. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll find a link for it somewhere when we post this episode. Yeah, we'll post a link. Uh, I am J. Dobbs Rosa everywhere. J-D-O-double-B-S-R-O-S-A. Uh, I uh, am on Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is. Come and find me. I mostly do um, bad jokes and let everybody know when Stu Mundell is chasing uh, a pursuit through the uh, Los Angeles Southland. That's that's my brand. And I'm on Instagram as Gangrene Gene. That's the disease plus the pants. And at Paula Hayfley on Twitter. And a big shout out to Andrew Furtado for helping with the equipment. He's our technical advisor. We're using his gear from the Now Streaming Podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Andrew Furtaco. You can follow the Mary Pitchmas podcast on Twitter at Mary Pitchmas, on Insta at Mary underscore Pitchmas, or email us with your suggestions, salutations, and insultations at Mary Pitchmas podcast at gmail.com. 
Oh, man. Go back and check that out again because those are complicated. There's three different things there. Uh, Take a second to rate and review us, please, if you have the time. It really makes a difference getting our bad jokes into new ear holes. Happy It's a Wonderful Lifetime, everyone. And don't forget, small town Christmas festivals equal big city advertising jingles. Like a good neighbor, $5 foot long. That's all I had. Sorry. (laughs) 